Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Tasia, well, first off, I want to knock this out of the way right now and wish you a happy birthday, happy uh, 38th birthday. That's crazy that happy you're 38 birthday, now. Thank birthday. you. Big 3-8. Late 30s. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of well, the uh, the thirty. Would have been nice if I was celebrating my thirty eighth with the uh, game one tonight, but you know, yeah, we got a nurse instead. So that, that, that's you know, you'll, you'll take that. N- Not exactly nurse. what I was planning for, but well, you know, it's all right. It's okay. Nurse with a sprinkling of Fred Van Vliet uh, rumors. I'm sure that's a uh, that's a nice little birthday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be getting a lot of rumors for the next month or two or next month for sure but after that i'm sure too yeah. um also last night uh the everything but the chip uh documentary came out uh, on the 2001 sixers and today i'm repping repping our guy e snow right now nice <laughs> man yeah i, I uh I still, I still have like my my youth like youth medium uh, Eric Snow jersey, but I you know that I don't fit in that anymore, obviously. So I had to go ahead. Yeah, I, I, get- I know I know what um you know not fitting in jerseys feel like, so I understand what you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up like getting this on eBay last year because I because when we first started the show, I was like I, I have a, I have an Eric Snow jersey, and then I, I went and looked. It was like my like youth like medium. Eric Snow jersey. I'm like, ah, I can't fit in that anymore. It's it's fine. I have so many jerseys. I have a lot of them up. Um, I have a lot of them up in my um, my house in Ohio where my dad lived. Um, And then I have some in in packed away storage. I have one. I I have one of every jersey I wore, but I don't have them all up. So every version. Uh, That's cool. Version every color. You even had the red one that we wore. Nice. Uh, one time, yeah. And the blue one, not the blue that we had, like the old school blue. The 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 blue one that you uh, wore with that Justin Timberlake promo. That, that was yeah, a, maybe that, yeah, that one. That, that was a cool one. Yeah. The Justin Timberlake promo. <laughs> it's the All Star Game promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we just joined Justin for the promo. Was well, yeah. or something. Yep. 
Well, I think that was uh, he wasn't even Justin Timberlake yet. He was just like, what, he, was, he was just part of uh, Backstreet Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even Justin was Timberlake. In sync, in sync, in sync. Yeah, Backstreet sorry. Boys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't by himself then. At that point, at that point, no. I think I think he was still he was still yeah he was just a boy band Justin. Yeah, Justin. no, he wasn't. He didn't, he didn't do his solo yet. I, don't, I think he did his solo. Ooh, good question though. Oh, that, that was that was ninety nine, Eric. Uh, he definitely was not solo in 99. No, that was 2002. 2002, okay. I still don't think he was. Because it was a year oh, after the finals. Actually, Justify came out November 02. Wow. Yeah, that's how <laughs> He was going <laughs> solo around that you time. You know, you're Justin. <laughs> yeah, he was, I know he was either solo or about to go solo around that time. Mm-hmm. I think he was like promoting it right around then. Yes. Yeah, that was just... Yeah, that's why he was doing all of that stuff because it was part of the promotion. Uh, yep, that makes sense. So All Star Game promo, Justin Timberlake promo, <laughs> one of the same. <laughs> the, the the jersey that I, um one of my favorite ones growing up, I, I think it was one of our alternates. It was the uh, it was like the half white, half red jersey where it said Philly at the bottom, and then our names on the yeah, back. The Will Chamberlain jersey. You you, you you have that one, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah, that's we wore. One. I have. Yeah, that was a sweet one. Yeah, I think that was the one from Will. Um, obviously, my favorite was the dark red that Doc Nunn wore because that was the jersey I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. Like, we speak about the jerseys. It's like every team that I played for, right, um, didn't wear the traditional colors of the team. But they all went back to those colors when I left. Mm-hmm. Every team. Did you guys ever wear the red one with the little like curvy stripe that had like the the stars on it? I didn't wear that. I think you they wore that one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't wear that. Th- that that was a early nineties, right? That was a Barkley, uh, Sean Bradley team. Is that is that what you're talking about? I think they also wore it then, but I think they wore that before then even. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, what I'm looking at right now is the um, – I think it's Mo, the Moses jersey. But oh. I, need, I, I would need to – yeah. It has like the, the things on the like on the side. It starts at the bottom and then comes up. Right on the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't wear it. I don't think we wore it. It kind of like, like curves around. Uh, yeah. That's not – I mean, it's not a very – I'm just curious because it's – so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we all had the, the throwback jerseys because we never wore the original color. Like, you know, Seattle, I have the yellow one, and the Cavaliers, I have the gold one, and you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff that we never wore. Mm-hmm. We had the red one with the Sixers. Um, but yeah, you know, like that black, that's why that black jersey is so iconic that it's different than everything else. Yeah. And obviously, Allen playing well, you know, we, we became popular, and it became popular, his jersey. Um, but it's also different than every other Sixers jersey. Yeah. No, you're right, Marcus. It was it was ninety three, ninety four, but they made a Moses Malone version of that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I, it was, it was ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, because I believe I have a Sean Bradley um, Sixers jersey of that. You had a Sean Bradley? Yeah. Was it like a gown on you or something? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it was like a like a, like a champion size forty. Got it. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric. I have I have a lot of jerseys, man. Like I, I'm, um, a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a, there's there's people who like collect things. I'm just a degenerate jersey collector, man. 
<laughs> you collect little jerseys, like kids. I've <laughs> <laughs> no. well, I, I, I got a house full of them in, over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've kept the ones from my past, but I mean, uh, obviously, okay. as, as yeah, I got older, I, 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 I got try- a house full of um, small jerseys from my kids growing up. They don't wear them anymore. <laughs> my older boys wore jerseys like all the time. My son Darius, um, at, the one at Michigan State was. We would play games in the house and outside, and we would have a season. We would make a season. You have teams. We'll make a season, and whenever we change sports, he would go put on the whatever jersey it was for that sport. Like, That's great. He if he had on basketball, he wouldn't play football with a basketball jersey. <laughs> That's so awesome. he'd run all the way upstairs and be like, "Wait a minute, I'll be right back." And come downstairs with a football jersey. <laughs> so, yeah, they did, they had a lot of jerseys. But they not donated and gave a lot of this stuff away. I would donate a few to you if you could fit them. You know, you probably. If there's you know, I don't know. Youth XL is probably the, the, the lowest of the, of the youth churches I, I can probably fit because the, the Reebok, some, you the Reebok youth we got, some, are, we got some youth XLs and adult smalls in this house. You all right, <laughs> and bring them on. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, that that Barclays about, about to get some hand me downs for my kids. Let's go. <laughs> that Barclays shooting stars jersey goes from anywhere from like five hundred dollars, like two grand, by the way. Champion, oh, really? the Barclays one, yeah. They don't sell them. Yeah, like this is four seventy five, and then it goes up to like two grand. Is, it, is Barker the only one in that jersey? Twenty five hundred for Hersey Hawkins. Hersey, there you go. And then, but yeah, mostly Barkley. And then, then they 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 made a new Mitchell Ness version of Moses Malone in that jersey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's called the Shooting Stars jersey. FYI. Oh, okay. I'm gonna look that up. Did, did you play any of the Syracuse Nats jersey, Eric? Or was that after you? It was like that yeah, old so school. I don't, like I, don't orange. Playing, I don't remember us playing in that. Okay. Yeah, because I believe that was the year we traded for Rodney Rogers. And I think that was probably that was that was after you, right? Rodney Rogers. It was it was we, we traded for Jamal Mashburn's expiring contract and um Rodney Rogers that year. That was like oh, oh five, maybe. I was gone. Okay. Yeah, I had I had the uh, I had the Corver uh, jersey in that. Nice. Um, yeah, it's the, the offseason, man. We're we're, talk, we're talking jerseys for ten minutes here. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so you know, obviously with the offseason uh, being here now, uh, and we got our we we, have, we got massive news this week. Um, we obviously talked about the potential. Last week we were talking about interviewing Frank Vogel, interviewing Nick Nurse, and now we are officially have gone from a doctor to a nurse. Now we can actually say it confirmed. Um, so, and, and, you know, he had the introductory press conference today. He said some good stuff. Um, but my, my question to you guys, I, I have two multiple questions actually with the uh, the whole nurse hiring, but what do you think uh, Nick Nurse's biggest challenge is going to be with this, with this team? Um, and what player do you think this hiring impacts the most with Nick Nurse coming to town? You know, it's kind of hard because, like we said before, we don't know about James. I mean, the biggest challenge is going to be getting past the second round. That's the biggest challenge. I mean, that's why Doc Rivers isn't here. That's why Brett Brown isn't here. That's, <laughs> those are the main reasons why. Um, yeah. So you can do, you can be as great as you want to be. If we still end up in the same place, then what do we accomplish? So that is, you know – 
in itself an issue. Um, but I think the biggest challenge altogether is putting together an offense where your leading scorer and your your best player, dominant player, is a seven foot guy. I haven't done. That. I haven't seen him do that. So I think that'll be his biggest challenge: is building the offense around Joel and his his skill set. Um, who I think it'll impact. I mean, I would say James, but I, I'm gonna kind of stay away from that because I don't really know if his situation yet. So um, if James, so if James did resign, it would be James. Yeah, because if he's building the offense around Joel, how would that look for James? Yep. Um, but being that he's, we don't really know. So I kind of go with somebody else. Um, I would say Tobias. Um, and the reason why I say that is because how, how does he fit in what you're building for Joel? And he is going to be a free agent. He's playing for a contract. And, and how is that going to look for him? And like, you know, are we going to, play him and then not trade and play him in, you know, contract girl or like, I just think the, you know, do a coach come in and be like, Hey, he's not going to be here. Do I pull back from him? We don't know. So a lot, it's, it's a lot more to be resolved, but. Now one of the things he, he talked about, um, not this one, but I've heard previously was um, the second thing that he listed on um, coaching is uh, uh, improving um, players' value in the marketplace. So Tobias would definitely be someone that, between those two choices of pull back or play more, it sounded like he'd play him more in order to boost his value. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't hear you, Eric. Say it again. I had my sons um, yelling. Oh, my bad. No, I, I was saying um, Nurse, uh, the second thing besides uh, getting everyone to play team ball that he, he talked about a few days ago or a clip I saw a couple days ago was um, he likes um, uh, boosting players' value on the marketplace. That, that's what he loves doing. It's like getting the best out of them so they could be worth the most on the on the marketplace. So between pulling back or playing Tobias more, if we were going to deal him or at any point, I, I would assume he would lean toward just – getting the best out of him, getting the most out of him so he could trade him for the most. I understand that, but how? Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. That's what we've been, yeah, you know, we've been here, you know, a little longer than him. Even though we're not, we're, hands, we're not hands-on like that. But we've been here a while, and, and incorporating Tobias has been an issue. And mm-hmm. I'm saying, now you add the fact of him being a free agent. Yeah. It's funny you said getting past the second round. That was one thing he mentioned in the press conference today that he's going to attack that head on. He said you just got to you just got to go ahead and attack that the fact that this team hasn't gone past the second round. That's you know something he had to deal with in Toronto where there was you know certain guys couldn't play you know couldn't get past a certain round of the playoffs and you know they they were able to do that. Um, I don't know who who's referring to with that, but um, but yeah, he said you know they 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 have to attack that head on because that, that is a a big okay. goal, obviously. Mm-hmm. They did it with Kawhi. Did they do it any other time after that? No. 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 But, I mean, you know, you need a superstar. 
right? Butler's a superstar. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler a superstar? Or all-star? I'd say, I'd say Jimmy Butler's top 15 player in the league, top 20 player in the league. Is he a superstar? You're asking me right now? Yes. He's like he looks like one of the best players in the league right now. I mean, so he's, he's a superstar. Yeah. So he's on the same level as LeBron James and Steph Curry. He's on the same level as Kawhi. I didn't say he was a superstar. I said it. So he's on the same level as LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis, the MVPs. He's on the same level as those guys? Currently, yes. No, but you're talking you, you, from a, from a you don't say he's a superstar. Yeah, what do you mean? Just because you're in the finals don't make you a superstar. It's just make you a really good player. I agree. He carried his team to the finals. Steph Curry could carry his team. Like you got, you got guys that are really playing well. They're playing well. They're not all stars. That's my point. So what makes him a superstar and them regular players? Because they go as he goes. I mean, what do you mean? He will, I mean, what well, you want to go pull up his playoff averages? What are they like 25, 8, and like 7? I mean, so Anthony Davis is a superstar. I judge it from going our team going against the Celtics and Brown shutting down Harden. And so, they so if you get numbers and you win against Butler. So if you get numbers and you win, you're a superstar. But if you get numbers and you lose, are you not? Because LeBron James just put up great numbers and then got swept, so he's not a superstar anymore. That well, those come with little 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 asterisks, don't they? Like they say about Embiid, a superstar comes up short when it matters. That's what you're called. I'm not saying Jimmy's a really really good player. I'm just saying there has to be a difference between a superstar and like everybody can't be superstars, and that's fine. That's that's really fine. A superstar to me. Is different than an all star. A superstar sells a superstar a superstar sells tickets. He he sells tickets. He has everybody's gonna watch. We're not gonna have a situation where well we don't know if they're gonna watch. Superstar sells all that. That's why it's not that's why in my opinion it's not a lot of them. So I I don't use you don't hear you don't hear me say guys superstar. You just hear me say all-star, really good player. You never really hear me say superstar very often. I don't think the Lakers' ratings of the last championship did that well. I think that that, that was actually very low ratings. So I don't low think maybe in, in, in the bubble? Yeah. Man, the bubble ratings for anybody, man. <laughs> it was only like on TV. Are you no, talking about the TV? bubble ratings, man? There was no shows, no movies, on, no sports. No, 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 no. The, the NFL was going on during uh, during the ah. bubble championship. Yeah, because I remember we were switching back and forth to a Sunday night game. You can't talk about the bubble. It was full during football season, man. Yeah. There was hardly <laughs> anything on TV, and, and they still couldn't get ratings during football season. Oh, football season! A Tuesday night is football a football game? Yes, yes. There were some games that overlap with Sunday night football. Schedule and summer schedule were different. Yes. There's nothing else on in the summer. Yes, you're right. It's different, man. You can't compare no bubble season. <laughs> hey, 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 if you're a superstar, get ratings. If you're in the in finals, and right? Who, who was the Lakers playing that year? I I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're playing okay. another superstar according to you. <laughs> hey, hey, I think Butler's doing more commercials than LeBron is nowadays. So marketability. Mean, LeBron has the choice, the chance, the choice to be selective in this. Jimmy's a really, really good player. 
I think Jimmy's like, more likable than LeBron is. Personally. No, I'm just saying he's a really, really good player, but it has to be a difference between some of these guys. It has to be a difference. Like, everybody can't be superstars. Why didn't say everyone? Come on. I mean, Jimmy Butler's gone to the finals, what, three times? I just don't think it's a lot. I just, like, super, superstars. I just don't think it's a lot of them. How many times? The guy isn't close. How many times has Miami gone to the finals in the last five years? You count the bubble? Yes. Twice. The best player on a team that's been to the finals twice in five years is not a superstar? Not in my opinion. Did they not go to the play? That's because his games don't get ratings. I mean, I'm just, I just. I just look at it for as as a whole time. You you trying to make it about a a guy winning more than him? Because if a guy loses, does that make him not a superstar? You can't you can't talk about one way and not talk about the other. So 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 Jason Tatum's not because he only went once. He, he's Tatum. a top five. He's a top five MVP guy. Yeah, is Jimmy a top five MVP guy? Has he been a top five, top ten? Regular season, no, no. Okay, so all that got to count. I mean, you, you could be underrated or underappreciated. That's why they call him playoff Jimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, because he's falling in the playoffs when it matters most, right? Well, to you, that they say it matters most. What do you mean? It matter all the time. So it should matter the most all the time. How did he? It matters most in the playoffs. What, 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 what no, are we? It matters more to you in the playoffs, but it should matter to everybody that's playing every day they step on that court. It matters to them. It should matter to them every time they step on the court. It shouldn't be. It's the playoffs now, so I care more. No, you should care the same every time you step out there. I agree with that. Although being some, we had a conversation last week about scaling back. And beats minutes because regular season in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean shit. So no, you because you want to be able to maintain him being there mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That doesn't make it irrelevant. That just allows him because of his history to be able to maintain a level of play later in the year. So that's just management. That's not mean. That's not. That doesn't mean it's not necessary. But because so, but you're sacrificing regular season minutes for playoffs. Why? Because but the regular season also is important because if you don't do not. it. Then you're not going to have a postseason. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just but saying, I'm saying but if you don't perform or you don't perform or you don't have, perform well enough, then you'll have game six on the road. I mean, at home instead of game seven. And we we talked so, about this last week. We okay, said so we, I'd say, rather so, have so the I'd regular rather, season. The regular season could be more important than maybe you would have played game seven at home. Yep. If you played ten less games, maybe he would have more juice in game six at, at home. I don't see it that way. I say if you'd have played those games, played more games, we'd have won. Or they played better, we would have won. I mean, it's the You're most. You're saying we played less and we what, what, play less and what, have more juice. Then we play less and have more juice. And now we're the sixth seed. I don't know. One of the main questions they asked Nurse was comparing Kawhi's load management to what they should do with Embiid this year. So, And they said they, they're going to need to have a plan. I think that plan means saving some of that juice for the playoffs. Or rolling back minutes to me. You can still be prepared. You can still be prepared and play less games. I'm not saying, like, mail it in and not do anything. You can be prepared, but I think you'd have a little more less wear and tear on them. That's all. 
So let's just bank on him playing 65 then. Huh? Is that what you're saying? I mean, 65 with about 10 on heavy minute restrictions. Hey, however you want to look at it, man. All I'm saying is um, Jimmy, a great player. He is balling out. Um, they have some other guys on that team that's doing the same thing. Um, he's obviously the best player on that team. Um, but you got to draw a fine line between Jimmy and – But if that was LeBron on that team, everyone would be talking about how great LeBron is, how he makes everyone on his team so much better, and how Max Struess wouldn't be doing that on another team. Jimmy's doing a very LeBron-like performance in the playoffs for them. He's making guys that go to if other Jimmy, teams. If, if LeBron played the way Jimmy played in game um, when they lost four and five, if LeBron played like that, we wouldn't have heard the end of it. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. No, no. no. If he played the way Jimmy played, we wouldn't have heard the end of it. So all yeah. I'm saying is when, when Jimmy doesn't play well, and it's a situation where he hasn't played well, but oh, okay. If, I see. If LeBron does that. It's a huge deal. Yeah, it's yeah, show yeah. worthy. Yeah, his expectations are a lot higher. That's the difference. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. saying. It's 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 not really the same. Yeah, his expectations are it's, higher. It's, it's 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 like you give him Jimmy that status when he wins, but if he loses, it's just like oh, he's, he's Jimmy. But yeah. if those guys lose, Steph Curry loses to the Lakers. Like, oh no, what's wrong with him? He ain't the same. Giannis losing for oh man, you know he he ain't he ain't what we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. But if Miami would have lost, it would have just been oh, they Miami lost. They were the worst team. They, they were yeah. a better team. Well, it's true though. Their expectations. No, are I'm not just saying. High. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying the topic of him not getting them further wouldn't have come up. It would have just been that team lost. They weren't the better team. Yeah. But well, even maybe, those guys that we're talking about, there are some LeBron apologists who do say that that team's. Who else on the team anyway? That team sucks. You can't I do anything. I understand anyway. that, but but they they have they LeBron has some people that defend him through no, no matter what. But at the end of the day, he he performs at a level that's so consistent and so good. Like it's hard to just be like, yeah, somebody's on that level. Like I don't know how you can just say that. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't think there's a lot of superstars. I just don't know how you can like everybody can't be like on the same level. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody can't be a superstar level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, which isn't bad. Like, hold on. Oh, I didn't see the doors wide open for the whole world. Let me ask you this question. I, I didn't see. Hey, this, if I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me I said Martin, there's a Caleb Martin. Let me ask you this question right here. Do you think from a superstar player, an all star player, and the average NBA player, do you think the gap is wider in between the average player and the all-star player or the superstar and the all-star player? Uh, superstar, all-star. Superstar, all-star. That's what you got. What you got, Marcus? I would say, yeah, probably the gap between those two, yeah. Not, a, not according to you, Dave. What do you mean? <laughs> not according to you because you're just saying the way anybody can be that guy. I didn't see anybody. I didn't say Caleb Martin because he had two good games. No, he had more than two. Yeah, he, he had entire series, man. All right, yeah. five. Doesn't make him a superstar. Not saying that. Exactly. It doesn't make him a superstar. It's just like playing well doesn't make you a superstar if you're an all-star. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for proving my point. What do you mean? But I'm, there's a difference between Caleb Martin and Jimmy Butler is what I'm saying. There's a huge difference there. 
Yeah, Caleb's an average player. Jimmy's an all-star. But he looks better with Jimmy, doesn't he? What does that mean? What do you mean? He makes his play teammates better. That's all I've heard about LeBron. Maybe the Jimmy looks better. Maybe Jimmy looks better with Caleb. What are you saying? No, no. Well, I know that's not true. Jimmy looked good without Caleb. Caleb was getting waved before Jimmy. He was getting. And Caleb cut. also played when Jimmy didn't. But he was getting cut from rosters before Jimmy came along. That don't mean well, Jimmy made it. That means he can play. That means it, it just didn't work there. So all these guys, I mean, we're not giving so when, so when I was in Seattle, when I was fourth string, did that mean I couldn't play? Then I went to Philly and became a starter? Is it because Allen made me better? Or is it because I got an opportunity? Opportunity and it coaching. It depends on how you look at it. And coaching. It says what? I had a great coach in Seattle. George Carl? I had a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. So, so what are you saying? It's just, it's just about an opportunity and being ready for your opportunity to come and a situation being right for you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of guys in this league that can play if they get the right opportunity that fits them in their style. But Miami has that right now. He Miami has a team that's good for him, and he's playing well, and it fits his style. Yes, Jimmy helps, but to say it's because of Jimmy, that's not fair. Yeah. Miami has a lot of guys who look really good, and they go somewhere else, and they're not it's as good anymore. Who? Says who? Stats. No, it, they're still they're averaging playing. twenty plus minutes a game. It's because they're playing. I coached against Jay, uh, Gabe Vincent, and Max Strauss in the G League, and you know what Gabe Vincent was doing in the G League? Putting up the most numbers. He was putting up twenty, almost thirty points a game. So he can shoot the ball. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Nothing to do with that. He can yeah. shoot the ball. He can shoot it in college. He can shoot it in the G League, and he can shoot it with the Heat. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like Jimmy made him. That man showed you at every level he played, he could shoot the ball. I didn't say he made them, though. I said he can make his teammates better is what I said. He, I'm telling you, a guy that has scored 25-plus points a game at every level, then when he goes to the Heat, people seem like they're shocked that he's making shots. Mm-hmm. It's because Jimmy's setting them up. But that's what he, Max Cross, that's what they do. That's what they did. Duncan Robinson got $90 million before Jimmy got there. Yep. Yeah. Tyler Harrell can play. He played in high school, Kentucky, and he played when he was there. I, I think Robinson got the contract after Jimmy was there, but he was playing well. But he, but he also played. I would also see him in college, and I see him in the G League doing the same thing. Yeah. It might have something to do with Miami's development because that's what I know. The G League. Totally. I, I 100% <laughs> agree. I think it's it's like, listen, it might have something to do with that more so yeah. than the guy making them. So I just get a little. Pissed off when people say somebody made somebody. I'm like these dudes are pros, man. They can play. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he helped, but to say that it's because of him, that's not fair. That's like that's like dismissing all of these guys that can sit up here and play. And you go over here and, and thinking they're not, they can't do anything. So I guess Jokic is making Jamal Murray. <laughs> Jokic definitely makes his teammates better for sure. He doesn't make them from scratch, but he, he I mean. He sets up the offense, and because he gets double teamed, he finds open players. I mean, like that's that's not not anyone. What happened last year then, when Murray didn't play? No, no, I'm, they definitely need him. It's a top heavy team with a lot of big salary players. So you can't say somebody made somebody when you send up your same. I mean, say, I said they can make them better. Making them better doesn't mean making them. And maybe Murray makes him better. Sure, sure. But who's the who's the two and a half time MVP? Two and a half. 
That means he's a really good player. That don't mean he makes Jamal Murray. They got a they got a shooting guard that won without him. They came there and obviously made that team a lot better. Yeah, and I, and I will say, jo- Josh Richardson, the, the guy we got from that Butler trade, he was tearing it up in Miami before Butler got there. But then when he went to Philly, and I think that speaks to coaching. Yeah, totally. I think, I think it's not Butler though. Butler didn't. Yeah, make so he was shooting. Josh Richardson was playing well in Miami. He was playing yeah. amazing in Miami before Butler. Then he gets traded to us. Then his numbers go down. And I think that speaks more to coaching with guys like you know like that. Is it yeah. coaching or is it the superstar not making them better? We had we had uh, Ben Sim- we, we had we had we had Ben Simmons at the time. I'm just asking the question. I'm asking the combination. Hey, I would say from the beginning that so Curry- now when when the superstar don't make them better, now it's the coach's fault. <laughs> I, I I think but you didn't want to give Spurs any credit. I I said all Jimmy. I think Spurs deserves a lot of credit. He doesn't get enough actually. Okay. I totally agree. Jimmy was Jimmy not making people better with us. I mean, if you asked Embiid, he certainly said he would. Well, we didn't win. Yeah. We didn't win. We also weren't entrusting Jimmy with the ball at the end of the games either. That was Simmons still trying to wrestle that ball away from him. That was also, come on. That, that's not. Lane Ben. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We just ben. got Jimmy. That was half a season, man. Come on. That's, that's not fair. Well, that's not fair. Half a season with a trade after you gutted your roster for two players. I mean, come on, that that's like that. That was a we just we just got those guys two months before in the playoffs. Yeah, still a talented team. You can win with talent. You might not win at all with talent though. Are we in the playoffs? Yeah, we didn't go. We didn't go what to the, to the championship? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't go past the second round, right? Nah, and who beat us? Nurse. Who was that? And who was their superstar? Was it Nurse Kawhi. or Kawhi? Yeah. You don't think Kawhi's a superstar? Mm, no, I don't think he's on LeBron level. He shut down LeBron before in the in, in the championship, but he's not on that level? So the guy who shuts down the player that you're saying is better is not on that level? Yeah. You look at, you look at Kawhi and you look at LeBron and you say they're equal? That's what you get. They you look at their careers and say they're equal. They both won with multiple teams. They won championships with multiple teams, being the best player on their teams. Arguably, actually, LeBron's I been the best player every year for twenty years. Correct. You can't like LeBron look in the finals in his career. We're talking about I careers. You can't pick games when you talk about a guy. I'm talking about your the career, a series. In the finals, yeah, that's, what I'm saying. that's the point. issue. You, I'm talking about careers, you're talking about a series <laughs> or one year. I'm saying, like, they're not on the same level. On that's each year. That's fine, that's fine. LeBron James is he's he that his the people at his table, Kawhi not sitting at that table, and that's not a bad thing about Kawhi. He's at the table with Jordan and Kareem and Wilt and all those guys. That's the table he's at, yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's not like Kawhi, Kawhi on the table with some really good players too. It's just well, no, I'm not saying. I'm, but hold on, though. I'm not saying Kawhi's a goat or in that goat contention. That's a whole. That's a whole other level, though. But you could be a superstar. You, just said it. Think, you could be a superperstar. They was on the same level because he guarded him. 
No, I, I said you could be a superstar without being a five, top five player of all time. That's a different level, no? You're talking about like, like legendary and superstar. That's not the same. Why isn't it? I think what – do you, what do you mean? You put because, him on Kobe Bryant's level? Because James Harden has been a superstar throughout his career. He's not He's not a legendary top five player of all time. That's who? I mean, well, really opinions. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's who. Like, it goes into a whole big formula. You, it goes when, you into, call yeah. superstars, when you call people superstars, I look at it more than just, just the game. It's, you know, it's the appearance, the selling tickets, the sellouts. The when they go places, when they do a lot of stuff, with the the recognition, the people that follow them, that know them, that don't follow basketball, it's not the same level. Okay, see, we just have different criteria. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it more than just you. Just I think you're looking at it more just like basketball, how they play. Yes, basketball. I see okay. it's bigger than that. Okay, okay. You're that's talking that. about like a, you're talking about box office, like attraction point of view. Yes. Right there. Okay, that's totally okay. We're we're just so you different. just take like a um. Acting, for instance, or a musician. It's people that are really good singers that don't sell out a show. Can't get people to come to their show. Yes. It's really good actors that don't do well at the box office. The opposite, too. You have a poor And singer. you have people that are superstars that sell, but we were like, man, you can't really, they're not that great of an actor. Yeah. But they sell out because they, it's because of who you, you're the superstar attraction. Yeah. And you get yeah, but, accordingly. But that doesn't really happen in basketball that often, though. Understand what I'm saying in basketball. You see, you're a superstar. You're in basketball. basketball. In order to be the superstar status, you gotta somewhat, you gotta perform in order to get to that status. And yeah. I'm saying the guys that that perform and get to that status, it is different. It is different when you go to another country and you see LeBron and Kobe versus James Harden and Kawhi. Like stats wise, they they're close and it is net. But when you go to a different country, you go to Asia or somewhere like that, it's different. Yeah, LeBron's like a blockbuster actor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It is different. Yeah, LeBron's like Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's different. Yes. Okay. So now we have our definitions um, lined up. I, I I feel a lot better about this. How, how did we get on this from, from Nick Nurse and Kawhi to, to this? How, how do we? I think I actually started with Kawhi. Oh, we said how uh, he said how they won since Kawhi. Oh, okay. I said he's a superstar, and then here, this happened. So, you guys are happy with the uh, the hire to, to wrap this one up? <laughs> hey, hold on. Let me let me answer my let me answer your original questions. By the way, hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 biggest challenge going back to your original question. I remember them. Uh, um, I think I think getting Embiid to buy in will be very important. Um, not only for how far our team goes, but for other players to see that as well. Um, now, I think if, from what I've heard, from what I've read, um, he's not afraid of, t- of attacking his all-star players. He comes at them. We haven't really had a coach do that with Joel. Every coach we've had is very, very, very kid gloves with him. And you Fred think Brown. that he's going to come in and he's going to do something different? Apparently, he did it with Kawhi. He did, he did it well with Kawhi. Kawhi. Was very direct. Says who? Um, Why say it? A lot of a lot of beat writers. I think I think, I think I know Nurse said it, but I think Lowry also said it as well. 
that he's got a very direct way of speaking to his players. No, he called him. He called Lowry flat out after one game, and like they had a man-to-man talk. Apparently, and we don't think Doc Rivers did that with with, with Joel. We just, I'm saying, but didn't they just say that James had a problem with with, with James with, with James? I don't no, know how much. No, no, we didn't say that it was just James. It was James had a problem with it. That well, yeah. say that he, I'm just saying, but that doesn't mean that he didn't do it to anybody else. That tells me he did it to everybody else, and only one guy had a problem with it. Mm. Not everyone has the extracurricular activities that James has, though. I'm so. just saying. So, so now we're going to come in here, and Nick Nurse is going to tell James what to do? Well, I said Joel. <laughs> James, my my second one is that's why I didn't, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't want to talk about James because I'm like, okay, we got ain't no need to go there unless we know he's coming back. My <laughs> other part was because I had one with James or with not without James. Um, how is he if James does resign? How is he going to tackle that? Because if James doesn't like your style or what you're doing, he can make things very uncomfortable. So, I, I nurse said yeah, they talk. I get what you're saying, but I just don't think many coaches are firm right now. They don't even allow you to coach like that anymore. It's just, I, I don't think the league I, is like that anymore. I heard he was a stickler too, but when I heard these stories, I was like, "Damn, I don't, I don't." I don't he called Kawhi. I don't Kawhi. believe, I don't believe, I don't believe that the league is. I don't believe from everything that I've seen from the league. I do not see. Um, you're basically saying he's like Larry Brown. I, I'm telling you, they they aren't doing that. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe I don't believe that that's the case. Well, apparently he no, but apparently he did. He ruffled. They had some problems this year because he was. He'll, he'll. I mean, even if you're high paid, he'll bench you. He'll cut your minutes. Like apparently he's cutthroat. Yeah, Philly's we'll different though. Philly's yeah, Philly's we'll, different, fellas. Yeah. All right. We're, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see if that happens because you know, like we said a minute ago, if can't get the best out of Tobias, then I guess Tobias's minutes will come down then. I, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll you can do it to Tobias. You can't do that to Joel. If James come back, you're not going to do it to James. If you do that, the culture and the team is gone. Because if you lose those guys, we just got to – That's why, yeah, I think his biggest challenge will be keeping the same – But then if you don't do it to those guys, you're going to lose the respect of everybody else. Exactly. Yep. And this is a team that maybe they went past the second round, but they won without him. So yeah. it's not like they come in and he's the savior and be like, hey, y'all, this team hasn't won. This team just hadn't got past the second round. They just went one game away from, from going. Had two, two chances to go. <laughs> two of the things that he preaches a lot, doesn't like stagnation, wants the ball, wants team ball. Um, and how you going to do that with Joel? How you know James? Either one of them, really. He also said – He's not a fan of just throwing the ball to your biggest player and pounding down 100 times a game either. So that's also not very uh, supportive so of he's, Joel. He's, so he's saying I'm not a fan of the, the best player that's averaged 33 points a game. I'm not a fan of giving him the ball down where he has an advantage. That's what he's saying? That's what you're saying he's saying? Um, no, but not, not exactly. quite like that, though, huh? No, no, not exactly like that. I think he's. I think what it's more about – What does pounding the ball to, to him means then? That's just, that can't just be your offense. Just figure it out. Give it to Joel and figure it out. Can't be your offense. I think is what I took from it. So if we we come down and we run a side movement, there's got to be come down. We and Joel runs into a pick and roll. We got a back screen, cross screen, throw the ball to him. Or we come down. James dribble to a side. Joel post up. We throw it to him. Guess what we doing? Throwing him the ball. 
Both times. I'm just saying, both ways. You dribble down, you throw in the ball, or you come down, you got a cross screen, back pick, back screen, swing it, throw it down. Guess what you're still doing? Throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Problem is, when a team's game plan him well, Joel, that is, we don't have an answer for that. So there's got to be something else. We have to have more than the offense and just getting Joel the yeah, ball. I understand, I understand that, but what I'm saying is That's the, reason why we lost. the game of the NBA is about making the scoring the basketball easily. And you, that's why the better players are the best players because that's what they do the best. They put the ball in the basket the best. Yeah. So when and the defense not- makes an adjustment to that, you have different ways to counter that. But Absolutely. Joel has to counter it by being able to score and dominate. Then when they have some, they defend him a certain way, being able to have a counter to that. Yep. And when they double, you being able to move the ball quickly and swiftly to be able to attack the double. That's what it's all about, no matter where Joel catches the ball. That's where it's about. So I don't think you can just come in and say, well, I don't think you can just pound the ball, this and that to Joel. So what are we going to do, throw it to him in the three-point line? The object is to win the game. The best way to win the game is to have your best player have the ball the majority of the time. Yeah. So we've, we've seen the team throw it to him at the free throw line and throw him at the three-point line, and we hadn't got past the second round. Yep. So to hear a coach say, I don't like – hopefully he didn't say that, but to hear me – Maybe he's said that in the past, but to say that right now, I don't like throwing the ball. A guy that's seven foot that has an advantage every game, the ball down low, I don't understand how you can say that going in without even taking a look at how that looks. He's not stupid either. So he's game planned against us, and he sees what he's seen what Joel can do against you and how they can break you down. I just think he wants more than just that. Yeah. And we need that. What was the exact quote? Because I, I watched the press conference. I didn't, I didn't hear him. No, no, it wasn't from that press conference. Oh. It was just That's a general saying, comment. I hope didn't say that now. No, 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 no. Come in with any kind of way you can play with this team until you're in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he talked about doing a lot. I mean, he's known for doing a lot of testing out a lot of new things and drawing up different schemes throughout the game and stuff. So he said he's prepared. He hopes the team is prepared to – you know, do things they haven't done before. And, you know, he says a lot, a lot of it's a collaborative effort. He goes so that he'll be working with the guys to do a little, you know, a little bit different things they've never done before. And he said he'll also be throwing stuff at Joel Embiid, which he thought was successful against Embiid in the past, but he tried against Embiid, and they're going to be trying to to work out ways to beat that, to beat the type of defenses that he threw out Embiid and stuff. So, I mean, a lot of stuff was encouraging. He also talked about, I think someone asked him, you see Jokic in the, in the championship he plays more a facilitator type role. Do you think Embiid can kind of uh, add that to his arsenal? And he thinks he said yes. I think he can add some of that to his arsenal. Okay. Now he was great in the uh, great in the presser. He, he handled he handled Howard Eskin pretty well. So I think it's a f- good first test to Philadelphia, Eric. <laughs> Howard, I like Howard, man. He asked a very pointed you know, question. Not a lot of people like me that like Howard, but I like Howard. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys. Uh, sometimes he says stuff like, "Okay, I, I, yeah, I, I Howard I, says some crazy stuff," but Howard showed up. Yeah, I see. I know Howard. I seen his face. Mm-hmm. I know who he is. He wasn't one of those guys that says something that I never met before, never seen that a practice, never seen that a game, ever. But you got a lot to say. That's I'm saying. That's the difference with Howard. Howard showed up. Mm-hmm. You had something to say to him. Go over and say it. Yeah, he showed up. That's a, it's a Philly OG right there. Um, he 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 said uh, his question to uh, 
to Nurse is pretty pointed. Uh, he asked, uh, "Do you want James Harden um, in Philadelphia?" And then he started asking. He started like, answering the question, and he cut him off. He goes, "Do you want James Harden in Philadelphia?" And he goes, "I, you know, he's got a decision to make, but I'd love to have James Harden." So that's Howard for you. We getting you on the record, buddy. <laughs> we'll need all that talk. Just yes or no. And they've already spoken to uh, Nurse and Harden. How do you think that conversation went? Nurse, Nurse and Harden. They already spoke, apparently. He said before before he took the job, he he spoke with Harden. Yeah, James. is like, I'm good, man. But James gonna make the decision that's best for James. Yeah, yeah. That's what free agency is. Yep. So it don't matter who the coach is. When I got traded from Philly to Cleveland, I had the coach that came to Philly told me how what he what he had planned for me. Then a couple months later, I, I never talked to him again, and I was traded. Was that Jim O'Brien? Yeah. We had a conversation. He was telling me what he wanted me to do and how he going to use me, this and that. And that was the only time we talked. I was gone the next month. Dang. So they're just telling you how it go. Like, so, okay, we say all this stuff now. I mean, we don't know. Next week's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why Eskin was pushing so hard for that the answer. <laughs> he, he, won, he won him on record. Mm-hmm. He, he also said he we, wants we, to. We want to know how you feel, how you really feel. So tell us how you feel, get it on the record, and then you move on from there. Yeah. He, he also mentioned something that a lot of fans had been kind of wanting throughout the whole season was kind of getting uh, Maxi involved in the pick and rolls and kind of having him be the facilitator in that. Um, what, what, what do you think about uh, involving Maxi in more of the pick and roll game? Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm on the record saying. I felt that James should play off the ball and Maxie should be the primary ball handler at times. I've been on the record since James showed up saying that. That's why I always wanted James to be um, more of a catch-and-shoot guy at times. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm game with that. I think that's an adjustment that can be made swiftly. I think that can be made swiftly. Yeah. That was my biggest player to be impacted was Maxie for his um, – Extended playmaking, but I think it'll be. I think I think Maxie's could benefit from it. Yeah, um, but if he benefiting, then somebody's not. Yeah, <laughs> everybody so, can't benefit from it. So the quote was from his book, Nick Nurse, okay. and he said he doesn't like a static offense that just keeps pounding the ball to your biggest player on the court every time. So what if your biggest is your best? Yeah, that's the, that that that's where there's more context to that though. I mean, it's not just a big guy; he's not just a big five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the people that did it back in the day when they fed, fed their big, most of those big players were your best scorer. Yeah, I played with big guys who didn't feed them. Like we we had the Kimbe, we didn't keep throwing down to the Kimbe. Yeah, like you you feed your best player. We we're feeding Tom McCullough though. Dip dip to score that ball, man. <laughs> yeah, I do a quick jump look. Dip, yeah, we didn't post Dip. Like we just, he was like, you know, some dishes and stuff like that. And hey, man. you guys, you guys, help ball, like soft hands, he catch air, he caught everything, man. He got paid after that with the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice little contract after that. And then the game changed, and they changed all the rules. That's when he, it had bad, he, he had bad injury. Though. Was that his foot? He had a bad foot injury, yeah, didn't he? He got what it was called. Yeah, he had a really bad injury. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even an injury; it was a a condition. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was condition. Something, yeah. something like a, a nerve condition or something like that. Ah. 
yeah. a disorder, some kind of disorder or something. It was they thought it was an injury, but come to find out it was something else. Wow. You look at that adaptation. Yeah. A genetic uh, neuromuscular disorder that affected his feet. Yes. He said it used to be easy like walking and felt like he was like walking on um like acupuncture or something. Like it was like needles. Oh man. Oh wow. Yeah. It's wow. rough. They thought he had plantar fasciitis and all that stuff, but come to find out he had that. Yeah. Yep. Um so talking about the roster construction, so obviously with this Nick Nurse um, signing this week, uh, Nick um, Fred Van Vliet went on, I think it was the Shams's uh, a podcast or show and talked about um, talked about uh, playing with Nick Nurse, um, and he talked about how you know how it's it's, it's going to be great uh, for for Philadelphia. They're going to try a lot of new things. It was very. It also kind of made a flirtatious type of comment where uh, he wishes him well um, if he's. What was the quotation? If if I'm there, uh, I I hope I hope they I hope they do well. If 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 they're not, then you know I'm not gonna be rooting I'm not gonna be rooting for them. Yeah, if um, I'm there with him or something. If I'm there with him, uh, so that got a lot of people talking online uh, about a potential Plan B replacement if James Harden goes. So Eric, I want to ask you, what do you think about the fit of Fred Van Vliet and a Tyrese Maxey backcourt if James Harden is not there next year? Hmm. Mm. He's not a superstar. Let's get that out of the way first. <laughs> At least you know. <laughs> At least you learned you were a superstar. Good. <laughs> At least you learned it. Especially in Philly, man. You sell some tickets in Philly, you let me know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I like that. Is it is it a really small backcourt? It's height. Is it height or skill set that bothers Not you? Not skill. It's more height and size. It's it's like in this in this game is like not that James really guarded the top player, but say for instance, Maxi guards the best guards, and the best guards are the point guards, and the, the shooting guard is really guard good too, but he's six seven. You know what I'm saying? That's different with James because James is at six five. Yeah. But that that would my concern would be more that. Size. Um I know it's not a lot of teams out there like that, but but I'm just saying, so we I mean Toronto, right? What's what's uh Gary Trent? Uh six four? Six five. Yeah, six five, six six, yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying it's, it's it's just different, you know. You got you play Memphis, you know, and obviously Max Maxi Lagarde, Morant, and Bain is six four, six five. Even though he's not really one of the guys who need the shot. You play Phoenix, well, Phoenix would be different. Depends on you play the Chris, but you know we play Boston. You know, Boston start. Bigger guys, they start the bigs and they got Tatum at the two. It's just small. Yeah, yeah that's been a big it's small, a big problem. People for the most part just um, too small. Some guys even call him a cone on defense. That's not what I, I mean. I, I thought. I, I mean, he he 
He's smart and he and he's he's had a knock on him defensively. Um, sort of like I had a knock on me offensively. Sort of same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the knock on him offensively. You got to remember when when they were winning, they won that championship. He was a reserve. He wasn't a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if they're making the move now, I'm quite sure they're making the move for him to be the starter. Yes, I would assume so. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I don't know. I I think he could he could be a good replacement for James. I'm not sure if he's a good pairing or Max. Yes. So let me let me ask you because that's been a big conversation. Like who who and what kind of player to pair best with Maxi? What what would be the makeup of a guy? Let's we don't have to get into names exactly yet. You know what? I gotta really because I never really thought about that until now. Like I really gotta spend some time on the type of player that could be around Maxi. But some of it will, will some of it will depend on how we're going to use him. Is yes, he going, is he going to be the one or is he just going to be a two where he's just scoring? Yes, so, that's a big that depends on how we're using him. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I just assumed um, with Fred if if Fred would kind of be the one, or they could be you know because he's better suited for it with yeah. Maxi than Maxi is with him. Um, I don't know, but if we get you know obviously you get a guy like KCP who is a shoot threes defense, Maxi be the one. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You get someone like Fred. Or Gary Trent, for instance. Gary Trent would be a good. He's he's the the wing. You know what I'm saying? If, so you go get if somebody else. Maxie's primarily one. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go get. I think that's easier to find. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you go get even even like, Melton. Melton's a pretty good pairing with Maxie if Maxie plays the one. Good defense. Yeah, saying, but, that's, but he's he's in the KCP mode. In, yes. In my opinion. Yes. Um, totally. What's the guy now, from what's the guy that everybody from the Lakers is talking about? Um Reeves. Reeves. Um, yeah, Austin Reeves. So Reeves. A guy like him, for instance. Let's just take him because he's a free agent. He's played played well and and, and kind of can play both. Like yeah, he can ball handle. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, but Austin Reeves also has some size to him. Yes. Um, and, and that's where I'm saying I think in order for them to kind of mesh a little better, they probably need to get a bigger guy, a little bigger guy. Um, because Maxie's not a not that big, especially when you look at him from a shooting guard standpoint. Yeah, no. From a point guard standpoint, he has good size. Yeah. Um, so. What's hard, you know, you know what would have been a perfect match for him was the rumor at one point, too, was Halliburton. I think Halliburton would be a – Perfect guy with Maxi. Um, Halliburton is good size and defend, score. Yep, play off the ball, play with the ball. Yep, that's what you just described. I think is the perfect compliment to him. But we still had to determine how Maxi's going to play with him. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem. Even, that even with even though Halliburton is a good fit because he does a lot of different things and he could play both positions. We still got to determine how we're going to play Maxi because yeah. we've had Maxi at the one, we've had Maxi at the two. He's been successful at both. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
and that's why I said this whole thing with James, like, if James doesn't come back, like, do we go get a one or do we go get a two? I know. <laughs> that's the hard part. And without you knowing know without knowing what you want Maxie to be yes. on the team, you don't it's really harder to replace James. Yes. But if you keep James, then you're choosing what you want Max to be at that point. Because Harden's still not proven to be a really good off ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, is that something you try to do? Like, I think you, that's the tough part because James is, James is not re signing to not have the ball in his hand. No, no, no. James isn't and, cutting. And you, and you have to be upfront with him on, on how you expect it to look because if you don't, that spells nothing but issues for during the season. Very he's, quickly. Yeah, yeah. He's going to call you out. This is yeah, yeah. The agent is going to be on the phone immediately. You really? guys promised me this. Yeah. You said this and that. Yeah. So, like, for example, when you hear, I mean, obviously, we're not in Nick Nurse's head, but when you hear him talk, because he said when he brought Maxie to the press conference, he said his first thing was to get him more reps in the pick and roll in an effort to make him more of a creator. And he said that's the first thing he thinks of when he thinks of Maxie's improvement. Do you think that kind of lets us know what he wants him to do? Or no, that doesn't that still doesn't tell you. I mean, it tells me that he wants to have the him to have the ball in his hands more. That's what it tells me, because that's the only way you can do run pick and roll. Um, doesn't necessarily make you the point guard, but it means that I'm going I'm gonna put the ball in your hands more. Um, so that's different. Yeah. So somebody's not going to have the ball if he's doing that. <laughs> I don't know how you I don't know how you do that and say you want James to <laughs> back. It just doesn't those I mean, two things are the opposites for me. Maybe you do it because you don't just pound the ball down to the big man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that that would be that's true. Yeah. I mean, um, like, actually, look, that's that's the part that that's that's why we're all that's why uh, with us and I'm sure people that really, really follow the Sixers. That's why so much of it is a wait and see because we don't sort of like well, sound good, but okay. How you? We, we sit in the picture. We still trying to figure out how to get to buy fifteen shots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Another guy would have fit really well, skill set wise. I mean, injuries have been a, a real a true shame. Lonzo Ball would have been a good fit with uh, with Maxi. Another guy who would be good. Look, good you style. know Lonzo. You you know what he is though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know what you is with Lonzo. Lonzo was going to run that point. He's going to have the ball. So you knew Maxie was a shooting guard, a scorer, go get buckets. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's more defined getting certain guys. Like like you yep. said, you go get KCP. And I just, that's why I threw him out because he's such a – you know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now you get him, you know, okay, Maxie has the ball in his hands. He's bringing he's, – he's the point. But with yeah. Lonzo Ball, he's scoring in, off the ball. And can also do some catch and shoot. And too. that's what I'm saying with Fred. I mean, is he? I mean, he can be off the ball. Like he cannot. Like I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Fred to me is a scoring guard. Yeah. You also need size too, though, right? So it's just it's not just skill yeah. set. And, but I'm saying he's, Lonzo he's, Ball and Halliburton are both six five. Six, six. Fred plays more like Maxi. They play yeah. similar. They're very similar as far as their style is just. Max, he's, he's, a more, he's a more developed playmaker. He's bigger and he'll attack the rim more. Fred is a smaller and he'll yeah. use pick roll and shoot more jump shots. He averaged like six, six still, and a half assists last year. Not bad. Pretty good. No, no. I'm, I'm saying that just the way they create is different. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like Max is more inclined. Even though he shot the ball really well from three this year, he's still more inclined to attack and shoot those runners and get in the paint. Yeah. Or I didn't really see – I see Fred more of 
taking shots, but more threes and stuff and jump shots off of. Red shot like, eight of them a game last year. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it's, so that's <laughs> different. I think they got the same thing as far as trying to score the ball, but it's just different than how they get it. Maxi can get his more um, without pick and roll, more so than I think um, Fred can. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out through if, well, if Harden's obviously here, we know what the. Yeah, I mean, is. that's that's why, like, it's hard. It's hard, not here. Really, it's hard for us to really dissect it because it's sort of like until we know what it's going to look like with James, like, we don't know anything as far as what this team's going to do. Yeah. 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 And if we, mm-hmm. once, once the James domino falls and let's say he's not with us, then we'll see what they want to plan for in Maxie's role. Yeah. Based on who we go after. But the, that's what I'm saying. When James not coming, the roster building will also tell us too. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like who, yeah. who well, they're well, getting totally. Yeah, we were like, okay, nobody else is coming. Like they they're not gonna go get the guy that's a backup point guard and, and tell him, hey, you the starter here. Not, not with a team that's supposed to go to the conference finals and finals. Yep. Like they got to build the roster of this. You feel like you can do that. Another guy I want to throw out there, too, who I think would be perfect, there would have to be a lot of trades involved, is DeJounte Murray. I think he would also be pretty, really good next to, to Maxie. 6'5", yeah. good mid-range, can play defense. Yeah, I just don't know. I just but yeah, I just don't think that happens. We just don't know what they're – That's what I said. They got, you don't know what Atlanta's doing. We don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, I don't think they know what they're doing. Right Trey Young, I'm just saying with Trey Young, um, those rumors coming out for a reason. Yep. All that stuff about him is coming out for some reason. Like, you know, yeah. somebody there saying something. Um, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting yeah. season, offseason for Atlanta, for sure. You also mentioned uh, uh, T- um, Alex Caruso is, is another potential guy next to him. I think, I mean, that's a very, that's a much cheaper route to go. It's not the big splashy name, but as far yeah. as makeup, yeah. I mean, he can hit an open jumper. He can play defense. He's 6'5". He can distribute. I mean, in like 22 minutes, he's averaging like five assists a game. So, I mean, yeah, I think that is a guy. As far as makeups go, that is a guy. If you're going to play off ball for Maxi, I think Crusoe would be a good option. He's also under contract, so you'd have to do like a DeRozan-Caruso deal. Which I'd love. <laughs> would you, Eric, would you do DeRozan and Caruso for Tobias? Those two for Tobias? Yes. Yes. You got a defense, all defense. Um, you got a guy that you know can get a bucket. Um, you have PJ that can play some four. Um, you got, you know, you have another um, guys off the bench that can play four. Yeah, I, I think I don't think Chicago would do that. But you don't think so? I don't know if Chicago. If they're, if they're trying to clean up their cap, then yeah, I guess. They yeah, would. but I don't know if Chicago if that. I think they could be there if Levine is moved. Well, that's what I heard. I heard they're trying to kind of clear it out so Levine's their guy. I don't know how true that is, but that's what they're no, was, Their guy or him him being moved? No, like building around him and like making him the set the focal point of their team. If you're going to do that, you probably have to get rid of DeRozan. But isn't he the number one option on your team? I or think that's the problem. I think they want it to be Levine and DeRozan's just not letting that happen. I mean – uh, Maybe they need um, a certain coach to go there. And a lot of people say DeRozan wouldn't be a good fit. <laughs> 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 just, 
Yeah, no, no more do. pounding. Uh, they have a, they do have a guy they pound guys, man. To hold them accountable and stuff. You know, there's only one coach in the league doing that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> um, and also, now this connection there too. Uh, wasn't Nurse the coach that was the reason they were not reason, but he was the coach when they traded uh, DeRozan. They, they they didn't have. I looked. They never played a. They never had a season together. Oh, so. So Nurse wasn't the coach. Rosen and Nurse, they didn't overlap. Oh, uh, he might have been there when they actually did the trade. Who, who are you talking about? Nurse and Nurse and DeRozan. So yeah. they, they trade. They trade. Nurse's first season was with Kawhi. So his first season was the one year they won a championship. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's, that says a lot. Hopefully, we have a lot of luck like that. I'm just saying, it says a lot. Your first year, you won a championship. I believe they made it, they made a joke about that on, during the press conference today. What's that? Uh, Maury and him made a joke about winning, uh, being a first year coach with a team and winning, uh, winning a championship. Saying it's uh, harder to do, but they kind of like like joked about it. They, they they laughed. I mean, they did have the best record in the in the East the year before, right? I believe so. Yeah. Well, was that the year Casey won the? He got fired. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They had the best record. They got swept by the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, do you now that we know that Nurse chose the Philadelphia over Phoenix and Milwaukee? It, did he? That's that. That's all the reports. Yeah. Apparently, he pulled his name out of the Milwaukee job and he chose uh, Philadelphia over Phoenix. Definitely chose them over Phoenix, from what I've heard. But the Milwaukee one's up for debate. So Phoenix offered him the job. That's that, that's what the reports allegedly. Are, yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Woj's report was that he chose Philadelphia over the other two jobs. They were both chasing him into the weekend. Did he say that Phoenix offered him a job? He did not say that. Did not say that. No. I mean, that, that was a topic on all the. the I'm when they said to me, it said when you choose something, that means both of them are on the you. table. Yeah. yeah. He Not said they were, he was in discussions with both teams in the weekend. They, they were heavily pursuing him into the weekend. But his conversation with Joel Embiid put, put it over the top, apparently. He must have told Joel he's not going to give him the ball all every time down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Joel like, yes, I, I'll have to go down there. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to play in the paint every time, do you? No. Well, here you go. We're best friends. <laughs> And you can bring your falling coach to all, all the uh, all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I understand what y'all saying. I just can't get into these. It's like so many things. There's like rumors, contradictions. Like, yeah, I no, of course, of course. I just I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you chose this or that. Like, like we don't really know. Like, no, no, we don't. We don't. Especially with the, the Malky ones, even more murky. I, I don't know what we don't know at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like you, you're going to pick Philly over you know, Milwaukee and Phoenix. And, and yeah. Maybe Philly offered him and he went back to them like his agent went back to them like, hey, we just got an offer from Philly. If you want him, you know, you're going to have to come because we're we taking this offer in 24 hours. If you don't, yeah. if you don't want to match it or so it could have been like that. It could have been, yeah. yeah. Right? 
That's what I'm saying. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So we're gonna end the show here with uh, paying homage to the documentary that's out, uh, everything about the chip. Uh, talking about the 2001 76ers squad where Eric was the the floor general. The, the point guard of that team. Um, so Tasha and I are going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Um, Got I'll, it. Go, I'll go first to the first one. So uh, which teammate would you want on a desert deserted Island with you, Eric? Hmm. Uh, I'll probably say AI so I can be entertained. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good reason. <laughs> Definitely be entertained. Which teammate would you want in a bar brawl? Um, Aaron McKee is a boxer. I didn't even know that. That's great. Yeah, American box. Probably Aaron because he's a boxer. Um, uh, or the Kimbe because he had the knives on his elbows. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably those two. Uh, okay. If there was a team sleepover, who would be the last person to go to sleep? Say it again. If there was a team sleepover, who would be the last person to go to sleep? Oh, hey, I thought about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might still be awake when we all wake up. <laughs> oh, who, who, who talked the most trash on the court? Trash talkers like that. Not even in practice or anything. In practice, um, let's see, in practice, uh, probably Aaron or myself. Okay. When the AI would say stuff, but he did, he would say stuff, but he wasn't like a trash talker. Mm-hmm. He would just you know say stuff, but he wouldn't like that. In practice, yeah, we would probably. Already like instigator. But you didn't have like I mean on a scale from like Gary Payton to Tim. Oh Duncan, no, we didn't have anybody. We even more Tim Duncan. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we weren't. We weren't. Okay. We guys would say stuff, but we weren't like that. Okay. So some of it was because you know we always had to listen to Coach Brown. No, oh, cut that out. We don't do it. Like it was just wasn't what we did because of so Brown was probably the biggest trash talker. Yeah, that's he was probably the, he was probably the biggest deterrent to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a good one for you to uh, bring it back to 2023. If social media were around in 2001, who'd have gotten in the most trouble? All of us. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, my children, my, my older boys ask me that all the time. Like, what I, what would we have done if we had social media? Well, I said, one, we would have been aware of it. So we would have formed and behaved Yes, you, know, you would hope so. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it, w- it would have been um, um, some adjustments for us all. <laughs> yeah, can't think about it. You know, AI probably would have had the fewest adjustments because he he was an open book, like he did what he did. All <laughs> of us, it was probably a little more guarded and uh-huh. secretive than he was. Like, we're the ones that was probably. Have to be more effective than he was. Who would you want with you during a zombie apocalypse? What? What's a zombie? 
Yeah, zombies. Zombies, zombies taking over the world. Man, <laughs> I don't know. Man. That's, that's a hard question. That's a that's a good question. Who would you who would you want? Who's the who would probably be the best to go to survival mode? You know, on, on the squad. I guess AI and Blue and, and maybe George. I don't know. I could name a couple for that one. Probably the Kimbe because he got the longest reach to try to hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I nominate Geiger for that too. Yeah, Cyber. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Matt is too laid back. <laughs> Matt could be like, hey, cool. Let's go party with him, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that won't do it. <laughs> um, so if someone ate the last piece of cake, who would have been the most likely person to do so? A sweets? Yeah. Yes. Probably yours, true. <laughs> uh, big, piece of, big piece of vanilla cake? Probably myself. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about it. Um, <laughs> Especially if it's an ice cream with it too, yeah, definitely. Did. Man, that's um, good. Well, before it melts, that's a good excuse, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, probably yeah, either me or George. George yeah, was a sweet guy too. Yeah, George yeah. was a sweet guy. <laughs> <laughs> he always had some snacks or something. Yeah, like it could have been George. <laughs> um, when you guys played cards. Who took everyone's money? I didn't play for money. Um, I would loan money to um, (laughs) some of the the losers. (laughs) Um, uh, It's hard because it's like it was like Aaron T. Hill and AI played all the time, and then that fourth guy could be okay. Whomever, so those, are the main, those are the main three, though. Those those are the main three that played for money. George, um, you said George, Tyrone, no, and, and Hill, Aaron, and AI. Aaron, okay, okay. Um, we really only heard AI when he won. Okay. Um, everybody else, you know, you probably they would win, but you wouldn't really hear about it. Okay. So I would like to think they all kind of did yeah, well. Did okay? Yeah. Um, Who is the ringleader, though? Who is always the guy to get the card game going out of those three? I don't know, because they just talked about this stuff in the locker room. So they would have got on the plane like, <laughs> like it was – yeah, already right. confirmed like who was gonna play. Yeah, and, like kind of depends on the year, which year it was, who that fourth player was. Okay, you know I know they suckered some guys. I I can remember some guys. I'm not gonna say any names. I'm just like, dude, like you, you don't make enough. Like on a minimum contract, you just got here. Like you don't need to be playing hard. <laughs> like so. Yeah, you actually told them that. Yes. Okay. Trying to help them out because it's almost like they, like was they needed this particular guy. They needed somebody else to play 
And they they like, man, come on, man, you can play, nigga. I'm like, my dude, do not go over there. No. <laughs> oh man. So we and then we had our card game where we didn't, you know, for for no money. We had two games going. Who would be in that? Who'd be in that group? That year, um, the finals year, um, it was me, KO, Speedy, and I forgot who else who was on KO's team. I forgot. I forgot who it was. But yeah, that was the main guy. Basically, um, KO sat beside me, and then Speedy sat beside whoever that other guy was. Um, and that's how we, that particular year, the 2001 year. That's a good, okay. good crew right there. Yeah. Um, uh, next question. So, uh, who argued the most on the team? If you if you can pick out two guys who was who were always bickering with each other, like the the old married couple. Oh, two guys that argued the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, AI and T Hill, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> really, they would argue a lot with each other. AI and T Hill, without a doubt. If it wasn't basketball, then it was cards. Um, yeah, it, and it wasn't even. A close I knew second. it was going to be two guys from the card game. It, it wasn't. I knew even, it, was it wasn't even a close second. <laughs> oh man, that's great. And then, uh, lastly, uh, were there any pet peeves from your teammates that just drove you crazy? Um, see, he'll complain a lot. Complained a lot? A lot. We used to call him time maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But it wasn't like a complain to, like, me. It was like, well, he did complain to me. So it was like if we wanted something as a team, he would be the guy complaining about it. And then oh, okay. Me, and then tell me to go tell Coach Brown. Oh. <laughs> you know, like the little brother, like the older brother say all this, and they're like, man, go tell mom and dad. Go tell <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to be on the hook for it, of course. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, he was cool. But yeah, but yeah, he was he was probably. But that I wouldn't call that a pet peeve. It was just, we just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pet peeve? I don't really have one. No? No, okay. Besides the Kimbe Elborn people? Like, um, but he he said he didn't do it on purpose. Um, but outside of that, we had a good group, man. Like, like we got along really well, so we we didn't really have a lot of that. Cool. That's yeah. it. That's the gauntlet. Yeah. I feel like we got to know the uh, the O one squad a little better right here than we did in the, the documentary. But great, know. good stuff. <laughs> We're not talking about zombie apocalypses or, or, or you know, who we can last. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you, usually, like, uh, I think we've had that in our family, like, the, our family one, like, who would be the person to uh, you'd want with you in a zombie apocalypse or, you know, mm-hmm. end of the world. It was uh, most everyone chooses Tasia with that one. He's the most. Over you? Yeah. He, he's the why most. Are you, he's the, he, why are you surprised? You're, you're a baby. You're a baby like me. They wouldn't choose me. I know. My family. He's not surprised. I'm not, no, I'm not surprised. Like, he's uh, acting like you know, they chose stage. Like, yeah, you probably would choose stage over you. Yeah, I'll get shit done. <laughs> Why don't I get shit done? I just think that you're like the most like even keeled person. Like you're like the most like mild mannered. So no one's you know you, you could be along for the ride. 
I'd be along for the ride. If someone wants you during a zombie apocalypse, it's not because you're along for the ride. It's because you'll get into the point A to point B without getting bit. That's why you. That's why they want you. Yeah, but our family specifically, you, you have to be down the trenches. We're not an outdoorsy type family. We, we, all of us, let's be honest, oh, all of us, yeah. all of us will get dominated within the first hour of that. But oh, wow. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Well, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully there's uh, some more information. Uh, maybe we know a little bit more about James Harden's uh, future uh, next week when we, when we get there. Uh, before we go, NBA final starts tonight. Uh, who do you guys have? Uh, how many games do you have a good one? Uh, I'll say Denver and seven. Seven. Denver and six. I'm going to go Denver and five for, for me. Just a little gentleman sweep action. Well, you I'm know, between, I'm between five I'm or six. I'm changing my, it's fine. Yeah. One of us is going to be wrong. One of us could be wrong. All of us could be wrong. It's true. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, you got, y'all both got Denver? Yeah, Denver and five, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did you pick the superstar? Yeah, I was, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> apparently, apparently uh, Jokic isn't a superstar either. He's winning 18 MVPs, but he's not a superstar because he's not starring in movies. In Space Jam. You didn't go buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it was last pick in the All-Star game, right? It's true. There you go. Yeah, you love that point. <laughs> you ain't said anything. You said it. <laughs> All right, fellas. We'll see you guys next time. All right, man. Take it easy. Later on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.